0: This is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talks, and I'm here with Audien. What is up? How are you? <laughs> so, so requested. Really? Since I started Sidewalk, yeah. No way. They're like, when are you going to get Audien? Yeah. Yeah? That's awesome. <laughs> so originally born in, you call it Mystic?
1: Yeah, Mystic, Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, really tiny town. Um, just a bunch of just like trees and, and ocean and boats. Oh wow. Real exciting stuff over there. It sounds yeah. so relaxing though. I like painted a <laughs> image in my head as are describing. It is relaxing but it's it's just very like you know there's just no nothing to really do. It's nice yeah. to like if you're older and you want to kind of chill out and just be near the ocean then yeah that's your spot but like if you're in the dance music community <laughs> it's not it's not very inspiring. Yeah. So.
0: So is all your family there? yeah like growing it's her mom from connecticut her parents from connecticut
1: yep yeah they oh, still wow. live there yep my brother lives there they all work for pfizer mostly most of them
0: oh okay so it's like a
1: pharmaceutical company yeah
0: doesn't your mom also do something with
1: like music radio or she did um you know years ago she worked for a uh, like a radio station yeah and so you know that's what you know i was always super exposed to um to music and stuff through her she always had like really complex, like, jazz music playing throughout the house growing oh, wow. up. She still does. She, I swear, she listens to, like, the same ten songs. <laughs> like, I swear to God. Like, every time I go back home, like, it's the same ten songs from, like, five years ago. But still. Yeah. Inspired me growing up, for sure. And your dad, what did he listen to in the house? He was more into, like, rock music. Like, he was oh, okay. big into, like, Disturbed and, like, those kind of bands, like like, metal and stuff. So, you know, I had that kind of juxtaposition of the two genres mm-hmm. growing up. My dad was super into Live, the band Live. Oh, okay. So he always had, you know, like a, literally a tape of Live in his, uh, in his truck. And like we used to just always listen to it. <laughs> so. Do you remember the first artist you were listening to like way, way back? Um, well, my, I know my first CD I ever got was Backstreet Boys. Oh, which nice. Which was, you know, amazing. <laughs> and I got like a CD player. The passive pop. <laughs> I remember asking for one. I think my mom just got it for me. And so maybe that's probably what sparked the initial interest in music mm-hmm. for me. Is your brother younger or older? He's four years older than me. Oh, so was he showing you music as well? Yeah, I mean, we used to like, like we really discovered electronic music together through video games and stuff. Um, we used to watch like video game movies and stuff. People like recording themselves playing and like, they would put electronic music to it. Like which video games? Oh, like Counter-Strike and like World of Warcraft and all those old games like back when I was in ninth grade in high school and And, um, you know, that's kind of how I got like really immersed in it Um, I immediately started trying to produce it because me and my friends were like kind of really curious about how it was made So we got Fruity Loops back in the day and we just, every weekend we would get together and just make crazy electronic music (laughs) Mostly like happy hardcore stuff Yeah which is kind of a weird place to start but
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that's where we started and then that was when you were listening to armin yeah i was really into armin at that point um state of trance and like his radio show i would tune in every single thursday at like whenever it was 2 p.m i'd come home from school and then i'd get home and it would start and Um. it would be like i'd always listen i'd always download them if i couldn't make it them.
0: was that really rare of you listening to EDM back then was this is what like 2005 probably or something just like
1: 2008 nine Oh, okay ish. yeah 2010ish so it was it was definitely pivotal you yeah know, like that if I didn't do all that stuff I wouldn't be here like it was really what inspired me to like keep going mm-hmm. and, like, I was really into that stuff so. were you also doing instruments? No, I, in fact, I don't play any instruments. I oh, don't play okay. piano, I don't play guitar, I don't play anything. <laughs> On the piano, like, I just find chords and stuff, but mm-hmm. generally, I just write melodies out with a mouse. Yeah. And if you have an ear for it, like, then you just know what a good melody sounds like. The thing is, like, I feel like a lot of people, like, they get into music theory and stuff. Yeah. And they get, like, really too much into the nitty-gritty yeah. of music theory. And, like, they forget that, like, you know, sometimes, like, a melody that doesn't make musical sense still sounds good you should, you should go with that you know but most people a lot of people just like stick to just the theory of everything yeah which is good too like i've played with so many i mean i've uh, produced with so many like session players people come into the studio and just start ripping like amazing chords in the piano and then i'm immediately inspired and i think to myself like <laughs> damn i wish i could do that but no mm-hmm. i just have my process and that's it you know did you like school were you good at school no i hated school <laughs> yeah i did really bad in school i think i like I did one year of college, and I had, like, a 2.0 GPA the first year, but everyone kind of sucks the (laughs) first year.
0: Yeah, well, did you have a
1: major in mind? No, and that's why, you know, I was, like, during college, I was going home every weekend, and I hated it, and I was producing music every day, so I just realized, like, that's what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. Took a a big risk kind of dropping out, my parents didn't love that, but, you know, that's when I met my first manager, his name is Hosh, and, uh he kind of hooked me up with some remix opportunities and i did the best i could on those and they, they came out really good and then i just kept cranking out original music too cuz i had been already releasing music on smaller dance labels like um like enhanced yeah. and um not smaller but you know what i mean yeah. like just like not enormous not capital records cuz that came later mm-hmm. and it's just like the kind of it was it's always been like a consistent just flow of things there was never any like big enormous jump of of like you know, one big smash break. Yeah, and that's
0: hit. actually what you prefer, right? You said in previous interview that you like the like the study because yeah. it's more sustainable than if you had a huge hit and then to follow it up with something. Or yeah,
1: and it keeps your emotions in check. Like yeah. imagine having a huge hit and then and then nothing, having to follow that up is yeah. like almost impossible. Very few artists have been able to do that. But you know, Martin Garrix, a good example. He was able to do that. Yeah, I mean, he's enormous. But like, it's really hard. And I I don't I don't think that's for me. I think I'm more of just like a just. Make music that I love, and mm-hmm. and don't try to, you know, try to ma- try to make hits. Just like just make music that I love. If something sticks, it sticks. One of my biggest songs, Pompeii remix, yeah, <laughs> is like, I didn't expect that to do anything, anything. I is actually, that the one that got the Grammy? I didn't get it. but oh, it was the nominated. nomination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it honestly like, it it was like when I finished it, I wasn't really proud of it. I was like, really. Eh. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like, I tried some new things on it that I didn't normally do, and I thought it was, like, a little weird. And I felt like it was maybe a little too, like, minimal. But, I mean, did well. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. And so, like, you know, it's just, mm. I'm not trying to make hits. I'm just, like, trying to just make music that I love. Mm-hmm. If it works, it works, you know. Yeah. Whatever. So, you
0: didn't really have a backup plan at all. That's why your parents were so nervous. <laughs> yeah, no backup plan. So. Did you, I mean,. Was it a certain level of confidence that you realized that you could
1: do a career out of music if you really put your mind to it? Yeah, I mean, you can do anything if you really put your mind to it. You just have to be really passionate about it and devote enough time to, to learning how to do it properly, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's really easy. I mean, you have so many resources today to do that, you know? You got the splice and like, all, everything's laid out for you now. <laughs> so now it's less about, can you make a good song? Now it's more about, can you have a sound? And can you be recognized through that sound? I think that's the most important thing today mm-hmm. in 2019,
0: 2020. And was it in college that you were going to these illegal warehouses in Providence?
1: Yes. How do you know? <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, I was. Um, not in Providence. There was one in a. Uh, there was one I did. I didn't. I didn't do it, but I DJ'd it for like a minute. It was in like somewhere in Connecticut. It's, I don't remember. It was like some old office building. And, like, I had left because I, like, had played my little set. And then I was done. And um, I found out later that cops, like, came in and busted it. So I, like, got out of there before all that happened. <laughs> Which was kind of nice. I wonder what I would have happened if Oh, I my did. gosh. Yeah. But, you know, everything happens for a
0: reason, mm-hmm. right? And then it was your friend who came up with Audien, right? Because they don't actually really like your name.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I came up with it. but okay. like, But, you know, like, my friends, like... Like, we didn't want to use our actual name. Yeah. It was weird. Like, that was, like, not what you did back then. You came up with some alias. Yeah. And that's just what stuck. It doesn't really mean anything. But, you know, now it does. Mm-hmm. I think I added meaning to a meaningless word. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: were you just separate with your friends? Like, you were never a duo or a trio with them? Because it sounds like you were, like, with them a lot.
1: I was, you know? Like, my friend Griffin, um, he's the one who, like, we learned... How to produce together, oh, you know, wow. like that was, without him I wouldn't be here for sure because together we learned like all the techniques and we just followed all the music. Oh,
0: so you went to the same
1: school together or? He went to a different school. Oh, okay. but we lived in the same general area. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he actually kind of like put music away. He went to college and I, I went for the music, so. But, you know, I'm sure he's still making stuff. I talk to him now and then, but obviously. <laughs> life mm-hmm. took us apart and stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. So. so,
0: I mean, if you started listening to EDM in, like, 2018, then only, like, a few months or a year after, your, like, rise and shine yeah. blew up. So that's, like, a pretty fast, like, turnaround. I mean, like, since you started.
1: That was just my very first release ever, you know? Like, that song, I don't even remember, I couldn't tell you what it sounds like today. It's just so much has happened since then. But, like, that was, like, my first actual release. That was my first, like, like, time ever being recognized for music. Um, I was a big fan of Ferry Corsten, and so like, back then I really wanted to have a song in his record label, it was called Flash Over Recordings, and I just sent them a demo, and they ended up liking it, and then they signed it and released it, and that, that to me was like, it gave me the confidence to like, continue. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of things happened since then that continued to give me more confidence and stuff. Yeah. I think that's kind of how it works in most industries too, is like, like, you know, say you're like a... Realtor, you sell a house, you get confidence, you get another one, you uh, know, it's yeah. just like you just keep going, it's like, it's all about building, really.
0: Damn, this house is just, I just keep staring at like, the whole way. It's amazing,
1: yeah. this is amazing. All of these, all actually. Of, like, the, the ivy on it and stuff? <laughs> that one's nice. I'm a big house guy, I like house, I like house music and house music, so.
0: Right after you dropped out, were you working other jobs then to sustain yourself? Um, no,
1: actually, um, I just... The way it happened was kind of like almost perfect, you know. I had been making some money from those remixes that I got from uh, through my ex-manager, Hosh, and um, like that was enough, I guess, to like share a house with my brother. We ended up living together for a year, and then after that, I started like touring a little bit. Still in Connecticut. Still in Connecticut. Yeah. And then I got my own little apartment. And then after that, moved to California. I did, like, the typical trajectory of anyone in entertainment. You yeah. Know? Just end up in California somehow. And, um, and yeah, you know, it's just been steadily rising since then.
0: Mm-hmm. What was the turning point that you realized you wanted to focus more on originals? And was
1: that difficult to, like, start being in a studio with vocalists? Um, honestly, like, I always wanted to make originals. Like, remixes were just something for me to, like, make a little money to, like, just sustain everything. Yeah. But also just have something for my sets you know like I wanted to have something like unique that people could hear in my sets that they recognize but then is also blended with my own sound and stuff but I always wanted to make originals and I always did Um, it was something better that sort of like solidified me less as a remix artist and more I think as a original
0: Mm. producer you know
1: something recognized more for my original music so that I'm glad I did that song because (laughs) I didn't want to be just known as, like, Mr. Remix.
0: Yeah, and how did you, like, work with vocalists when you were still living in Canada? Oh, you already moved here when you started,
1: like, doing sessions? Or were you doing sessions back then? I actually never really did that many sessions at all. Oh, um, okay. The way my process works is, like, I'll get, I'll speak with writers and stuff, like vocal writers and stuff. Yeah and they'll send like vocal demos and just like mock-ups and stuff and then I work off of those just on my own. I'm way better at producing alone. (laughs) I don't know why I think I'm just kind of like a hermit, but yeah. That's how I do it. Mm -hmm. I've done sessions and I have, you know, a lot of those sessions translated into songs, but you know, I'm not like in sessions all the time like most producers. And what made you
0: decide to sign with Astral Works in 2015?
1: Um, you know, I really just wanted um, access to Better uh, songwriter relationships, and I wanted a, a good place to release music, a good team around it, and they were, you know, they helped me put together something better, which was like a very long process. I had the original instrumental for like a year actually, mm-hmm. and then, you know, when I when I met Peter Hanna who wrote the lyrics, we like worked it out and it became an amazing song. We had Lady Antebellum sing yeah. it, which was like so like unexpected so how did you, how did that happen uh you know honestly like the idea came from just a brainstorming session with uh with my A&R at Capitol. his name is jeremy and um you know they were like really enthused about it they really wanted to do it jeremy went out to nashville <laughs> to record the vocals oh, wow. so i was on the road i was touring charles kelly from lady antebellum said this is gonna be a big old hit in that voice, <laughs> and that like resonated amongst my team and everything. We laughed about that. And it, you know, <laughs> well, became a big old hit. So yeah. it's super funny. Mm-hmm. And how about with Echo Smith? Yeah, so that's more recently. Yeah, um, I always wanted to work with them. I really love their sound. I was a big fan of Cool Kids and like how, like the the melodies were so like melancholic and ethereal, and it was like a lot of synth work and stuff. So that's what caught my ear. But I mean, favorite sound was just like I think a perfect blend of like sort of synth wavy EDM mixed with their usual sort of alternative pop rock sort of vibes mm-hmm. I, I it was a really interesting collaboration yeah
0: what I find really interesting is that you're super into like rap and Drake and stuff right yeah I like everything but, you know but you haven't really thought to go that route but more on kind of I, I don't know if Lady and like, that's more considered more
1: rock right it's all rock yeah, yeah. like Lady Antebellum is very country yeah um, Echo Smith is like alternative rock but you know I'd, I would definitely love to work with like a rapper that does more like the R&B stuff, like mm. like Black. Is it six? It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you say like Black. <laughs> yeah. So he's amazing. I love yeah. his stuff. Um, you know, people like Tory lanes and like just like R&B style music yeah. where it's like more stingy. I like that. Have you tried though?
0: Because you probably have like A and R's who could easily set that up, or you just never. No, really... I mean,
1: right now I'm doing everything independently. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't. I, we planned to, for sure. Yeah, it'd be so cool. Yeah, just, it's just about talking to the right people and just like meeting the right people in the space. So, hmm I definitely want to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What many decide to go more independent?
1: Um, just to have more control over the music and stuff. Um, I had a, like a specific way of how I wanted to release Escapism, the album, and so. I, I'm glad I did. I worked. I did it all with uh, with STEM, which is like an amazing team, and they help distribute the music. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, like everything into escapism and the tour, is like provided by me and created oh by well. me. Like it's I designed it exactly how I wanted it. What was the inspiration for the design? Um, well, like escapism as a concept really was like supposed to be like an escape from reality. So like the shows in the tour, it's a lot of like nature footage and it's a lot of like out in the world kind of vibes like Mm -hmm. the all the visuals are just beautiful nature footage and stuff and so I wanted people to feel like they can like get out of whatever um you know space they're usually in whether it be in in Chicago they're in the city or something they can like they can be in like the Maldives you know what I mean like that's cool to me I think that that's that was cohesive with the concept that I that I wanted to to create with the album and Mm -hmm. the tour. How
0: did it finally click to you to put
1: out a debut album, like, 10 years after <laughs> releasing yeah. music? Yeah, I mean, like, I um, I wanted to do it years ago. just got so busy touring, and, like, yeah. I wanted it to be perfect. I had a lot of songs that just, like, didn't stand the test of time, and I ended mm. up throwing a lot of them away. But all of these did, and, you know, I tried and tested a lot of these for, like, years, actually, so... Like, playing them out? Yeah, like, kind of sneaking them into yeah. sets. And so... I realized it was ready, you know. Eleven songs was enough for me. Kind of would wanted, I kind of wanted more, but I also wanted to get, like, I wanted to put it out because I knew that if I kept it, I would have like swapped other songs out. It would never have been finished. Yeah. I'm just way too much of a perfectionist.
0: So. Do you think you had pressure from the manager? Like, it's, it's time. It's ten years. Then yeah.
1: we should do something. Yeah, exactly.
0: Do you think you had pressure on yourself though? Like, ten
1: years and like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do it. Um, but I just wanted it to be right. And, you know, I had to do a lot of things first to get it right. And it just, you know, the, it took its course, really. Mm-hmm. Glad it's out, though. Very glad. Yeah. yeah. Won't be the last. be another one, for sure. <laughs> I hope it's not ten years later. No, it won't be ten <laughs> years later. Yeah. Um,
0: Got it all dialed in now. <laughs> what would you say have been the key inspirations for, like, any specific themes or stuff you're going through in your life? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, like, a lot of the songs were more, like, like, lyrically and stuff. It's kind of a mixed bag. Like, it's, it's a variety of different concepts, and it's a variety of different emotions lyrically. I worked with a lot of great lyric writers on this album, so it has, like, different vibes from, like, so many different people. Mm-hmm. But I put it together in a way that was just very audience, you know? And it all has the same sort of message throughout, which is just, it's very hopeful, It's very, you know, it's positive, and it's just emotional. That's really what it's all about. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. As a producer, you're taking so many different, you're working with so many different writers who have so many different ideas and experiences, but you're forming it into one cohesive box. And I think I I I did that pretty good on that (laughs) one. (laughs) You've changed, like, genres a lot of times, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I wouldn't say I changed genres. I just... I put out music that's that's not consistently the same exact yeah. genre, I guess, you know? Yeah. A lot, a lot of the music that I think I put out, it's kind of hard to put a genre on it. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure, like, what some of it is, really. Mm-hmm. Would you say that a lot of it is to, like,
0: due to current trends, or how have you been true to yourself while well,
1: being up-to-date with the trends? You know, I really don't follow that many trends, to be honest, and mm-hmm. that's kind of evident because I'm putting out progressive house music, which everyone thinks was, like died in 2015 I hear that all the time and it's like I'm still putting it out and people are still loving it I play it live and people adore it it's just the best music and like so I don't really follow trends when I produce but I definitely get inspired by current songs you know like Mm -hmm. I'll I'll hear songs in in a current time and I'll be like oh that's dope and I'll put my own spin on things like I'll take inspiration from so many different places like whether it be like classic rock and uh and you know Something current, you know, mm-hmm. RL Grime or something, and it's like yeah. you just mix it into something that's unique. That's, I think, the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. If you just inspired by one person or one sound, like you're just going to emulate that. Yeah. But if you're inspired by so many different things, you're going to create a mix of something new. It's like mm-hmm. cooking, you know. Yeah. If you use the same ingredients, you're going to make the same dish. But if you use different ingredients, yeah, it's going to be unique. You yeah. If you ever go to, like, a super nice restaurant, they just put out some weird stuff on the plate. It's, like, it's always, like, yeah. different. Like, something you wouldn't expect, you know? It's, like... That's what makes like really fun, makes it fun and unique and memorable. Mm-hmm. So.
0: For people who are watching or considering to move to like California or LA, yeah. But you lived a lot in like Dallas. Do you really think it like makes such an impact that people think it does, or what kind of advice do you have for those? Yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah.
1: Like, unless you're planning on being in studio sessions all the time, which everyone ends up not doing that, then don't do it. You yeah. Know? Because it's just. It's it's just kind of a stigma I think. For me personally, I didn't need to do it. Yeah, you didn't (laughs) really need any like networking here or meeting people like through events or Yeah, not really. Yeah. You know, it's it's just about the internet enables you to do all of that stuff. It's just about, you know, just just being in your element and being in a place where you can be creative. That could be anywhere. Ultimately it's just the quality of your music and the quality of your artistry is gonna show in the amount of work you put into it. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you have to fly out to LA for a meeting, just do it. But to live out here just because of that one meeting, I mean, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. So expensive, and there's so many people in LA, and it's just growing. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, I think I think personally, like, I probably won't stay in LA forever. Probably be here for another another couple of years, and then I'll be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Typically, like, <laughs> in in true Nate fashion. So. <laughs> So before this interview, we were talking about real estate,
0: people who are watching who want to get into it, do you have some tips
1: for them? Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not even in it because I don't have time to be yeah, in it. but I personally love real estate. Um, I've been through a few houses already in my life. I've bought and sold like three homes in the past six years. and it's just like it's I just love the idea of adding value to things. I love the idea of designing. I think interior design and and music are so similar. You're filling a space Mm -hmm. and you have a spectrum to work with, right? And it's like, for interior design, it's more about colors and fabrics and stuff like that. With music, it's about sounds and layers. It's just like, it's all too similar. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I always love doing that. I'm like, I think some of the places I've improved and some of the places I've, I've lived in have become, like, much better than they were when I bought them, so... I think later in life, I'll probably do something in that space, yeah. but I'm just way too focused on music right now, to be honest. Wait, so what are your tips? My tips? <laughs> well, do research. You mm-hmm. know, don't, don't just buy the first thing you see. Yeah. But um, I think a good tip would be to, you know, don't be too emotional about it, you mm, know? So be, true. Be a little more analytical. A lot of people, like, they buy houses and condos or apartments, and then they lose a bunch of money on it because they didn't like do enough research so just do a, do a bunch of research be inspired you know it's, it's such a personal thing it's so like it's hard to it's hard to um it's hard to give tips on that you know? mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah
0: how would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger
1: um I've grown a lot you know I've learned a lot I've been through a lot in the past uh, six seven years so with that comes just experience and once you know how to do things and how to, you know, navigate life, you don't unknow it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you get better at it. and yeah. you, you, you know what to avoid and you know who to surround yourself with. So you know, I've, I've, I kind of had to learn the hard way in so many different arenas in my life, but I actually prefer that because then I'll know forever what yeah. not to do. Or exactly. what I like, or what what I what inspires me. What
0: would you say have been the biggest challenges so far in your life? Biggest challenges?
1: Um, kind of just like I think the biggest challenge for me has been to, uh, cause I you know my career has been up and down and up and down. I think a lot of people have that same sort of vibe. But the the biggest challenge has been to learn to cope with it all, mm. and to learn to stay like just normal. Yeah, you know, to have a routine amongst all that. A lot oh, of people. Yeah fall into this dark hole where everything is just they it sucks they get into drugs or you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's just like I've been able to avoid all that because like you know I've been able to sit back and sort of um just rationalize everything that's happened it's good to really look back at what you've done and not just like just constantly go 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 you're gonna burn yourself out so I guess to consolidate that um, to not burn myself out it has been <laughs> the biggest challenge, mm-hmm. but lately it's been a lot better. So yeah, yeah. what does love mean to you? Love? Yeah, uh, a lot of things. You know, music for mm-hmm. sure. That that's that's one of the biggest and most powerful forms of love I've felt. Um, you know, I had a girlfriend for five years, and, mm-hmm. and she was amazing. We're still great friends, but you know, it's such a complex thing. Yeah, you know, it's 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 unique to you. It's different to everyone. But I think the general scheme is it's something that makes you feel good and happy and makes you feel alive. Mm-hmm. So. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for uh, my melodies.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: My music, particularly the melodies, the emotions in the music. Um, that's, that's definitely all I want to be remembered for. Yeah. Just the music. So.
0: This is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you.
1: This is so much fun. Bye. See you later.